This is but one of a thousand true crimes. Welcome back to A Thousand True Crimes. You are here with Chelsea and Joe. Um, hey, how's it going? Sorry, my microphone just like went bloop. It just like fell down. I was like, oh, I'm done. Thank you and so much. Have a great a, life. It's, and it's been a long day and I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's been, it's been an okay week. It's just okay. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you, yeah, this is like a super cold open. How are you? Are you good? You doing good? Oh, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Hanging in there. I got my Pinot Grigio, we, so I'm happy. Oh, and I got my Cab Sav. Yeah, that's right. We're going back to like the classics. Mm-hmm. Um, you you were just have to have me- your trusty wine partners. Yes, absolutely. Uh, partner, partner in wine and partner in crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. But you were just telling me off the air, which I was like, oh, let's record and talk about this, that the bones that they had found were not Susan's. Yeah. Even though a lot of it, like, pointed towards it, it came back negative. And so I want to know whose the fuck bones were those. <laughs> I don't know. I don't right? know what they said. Like, I oh, always shit, wonder that, like, whenever... Let's see. Let's see. Let's do a little Google search real quick. Okay. Let's look at it. Susan Powell update. Look. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they have. Well, okay. They don't know. Maybe what I was reading was incorrect. No, they don't. They don't know. Like it's not. um, It's still inconclusive. It's still inconclusive, but I could have sworn I saw on another like true crime podcast facebook that they were saying it um it was not maybe somebody has some insider information you know yeah but anyways her at any court yeah february 8th february 21st is this last one so as of right now she still has not been remain uh found Hopefully, I misread, and, and y'all can yeah, come at me and be like, right? "You're an idiot," because <laughs> it is. Um, I mean, they're just hopeful, but I could have sworn I saw on another like true no, crime yeah, podcast. No, yeah, right here. No, right here. Uh, this is King Five uh, KUTV. It says mm-hmm. bones found in Utah mine earlier this month do not belong to Susan Powell. Okay. Powell's father, Mm -hmm. Chuck Cox, revealed on Thursday that the DNA says they're not human. Oh, well. The DNA from a pair of pants found in the area belonged to a male. Uh, Wait, so did some critter, like, run off with some dude's pants and then die in a mine? Probably. Like, what? Probably. (laughs) What? I mean... (laughs) I was just imagining yeah, a coyote. Do they do. Okay, okay, okay. This is the scene I'm picturing in my head, right? A man and a woman go out to the desert for some alone time. They're enjoying mm-hmm. their alone time together. A coyote is like rummaging around doing what coyotes do, sees the pants, grabs those just takes because it. it doesn't know better. And it's like, let me see if there's anything good in here. 
falls down a mine. Poor thing probably breaks its leg and dies. But then the couple are left back there being like, what the fuck happened to my pants? I don't have pants, Sharon. There's no pants. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad your mind went that way. Because it was either that or mind... like an animal killed a man and ate him and no. then ran off his pants. No, my mind went to that somebody dumped a body in the middle of the desert. And then as the body was decomposing, animals they ran came off and with the it? body apart oh, and ran Jesus. off with it. That's probably so more obviously, likely. Uh, who's the darker mind? I mean, that's probably that's more where likely. I went for it. <laughs> <laughs> you like had this whole like innocent I wanted thing. it and to I'm be like, funny mm, most likely not <laughs> I just I wanted it to be funny yeah no ew. whose pants were they I need to know whose pants know. they were <laughs> like what I don't know girl I mean do you ever see like on the side of the road when there's like random shoes and clothing I'm yes. always like should we call why? somebody for that and yes, like have that yes. tested because <laughs> why is that why there? is there one left shoe right <laughs> I don't understand it I don't know it always makes or me nervous do you ever do you ever when you drive by and see um like a trash bag on the side of the road um because my brain automatically goes to are these body parts or are there animals in there I'm always nervous there's gonna be like puppies or kittens so yes I don't know I've lost faith in our world all of humanity yeah basically yeah pretty much yeah um well speaking of losing faith in humanity are you ready to start this week's episode yes this is the best transition we've done yet <laughs> um what are you going to tell us this week that will inspire our lack of faith in humanity okay this is um the case of about Hannah Zinner. Okay. Um, Z-E-H-N-E-R. Z-E-H-N-E-R. Okay. Zinner. Yeah. Um, information. I got it all from uh, the ID channel series on the case with Paula Zan. Zan. Oh, she's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. As 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 well as um, monstersandcritics.com, who okay. did um, an article about her as well. Okay. Okay. Does she look familiar to you? No, this isn't ringing Not really? Okay. Okay. Not yet. So anyways. we are. Maybe if you start telling me about the story, maybe it'll come back. But yeah, right now. Okay. Maybe when you see the guy, it might. It's the yeah. same thing. Like it didn't ring any bells until I saw the guy. And then I was like, oh. So don't look too far into it. Yet. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so we're going to your favorite place, Florida. Florida? Yes. Gainesville. <gasps> That's where I lived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Wait. All right. Is this. I think I do know the story. Does this guy have a goatee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know the story. Yeah. Okay. I figured you would. Yep. Okay. She has so, a kid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that you gave it all away, like. No, I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll edit that out. You can keep it in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. I'm going to continue my story now. That's cool. <laughs> On 
the morning of January 23rd, 2016, Hannah's parents got a call that she was missing. She was staying at a motel, like one of those extended stay type motels. Mm -hmm. And the manager called to let her parents know that she hasn't, that they haven't seen Hannah in two days. Okay. But Hannah's checkout day is tomorrow, so the 24th. Okay. And essentially, the manager's calling to ask her parents, like, do you know if she's going to come and check out? Like, no one's seen her. No one's talked to her. Like, we don't know know what's going on. I know exactly what hotel this is. I just looked at a picture. Mm. Okay. Is it a bad hotel? No. No, it's just... it's. It's just yeah. an extended stay motel yeah. type deal. Yeah, yeah. It's as it's as fine as they get. It's not a rosebud motel. It's not a rosebud motel, but it's also not like a crackhead hotel. <laughs> okay. 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 Um so this makes her mom a bit concerned. Mm-hmm. And this is when she starts calling around. She's called she calls Hannah a few times, no answer. She calls her friends, and they come to find out that her friends haven't seen or heard from her for days. Not ever a good sign. Mm -mm. Nope. So a little bit about Hannah. Hannah was 23, and she was a young mother. She had a toddler. She was separated from her husband at the time, but she was also 17 weeks pregnant, which is about five months pregnant. Okay. And... Like I said, she was living at the extended stay on her own. She was an amazing mother. She loved her son. Um, Pretty sure it was a son. So let me say she loved her toddler. Yeah, her son. But she did struggle with drug addiction and did have some mental health issues in the past. So she's trying to find herself. Okay. And at 23, being a young mother, yeah, like, girl, I <laughs> am trying to find myself after having a kid in my 30s. Yeah. So to all the young 20s and even younger, you're fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how y'all do it because <laughs> I am. Take your I'm time. struggling. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Take your time. You're doing great. I'm sure. So at this point, Hannah's parents are like, OK. We need to go and see what the hell is going on. And they're only about 30 minutes away. So does it say say where they they live? It didn't say where her parents lived. I know you could probably look it up, but they're about 30 minutes away. Okay. Um, When they arrived at the extended stay motel, they realized her car was there, was not there. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Her car wasn't there. And they kind of had like a little glimmer of hope thinking, Maybe she went on a trip. She needed some time to herself. She needed to kind of like figure out what was going on. I mean, she's 23 with a yeah. toddler, five months pregnant, separated from her husband. Like I could see someone being like, I need to get away from everything and just take a minute. Breathe. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh. Um, the manager of um, the motel. Just to clear, sorry, mm-hmm. just to clarify for me, she has the toddler, and then she also mm-hmm. is pregnant, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like she did not have full custody, but she was still able. She like she was very involved in okay. her child's life. She doesn't have full custody. Okay. Right. Yeah. Which I think uh, you know that's pretty. I mean, Gainesville is definitely a mother's rights kind of state, so probably mm-hmm. his dad. That probably means his dad was a decent person. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's not the murderer, right? 
for I will go ahead and be like give a little a little clip note. Yes. The the husband in this time was innocent. Okay. The husband was not to blame. So probably, yeah, probably he was a good dad and they were just sharing custody. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And was she, when she, was she pregnant by him also? Was their breakup that recent? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So the manager lets her parents into Hannah's room and that's when they instantly knew something was very wrong. Now, there's no sign of, like, struggle or blood or anything like that, but pretty much everything she owned, including her phone, was there Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was missing was her purse and jacket. But she had taken her phone. She had a kid. She would have taken her phone. Yeah. Yeah. Her parents then call Gainesville Police Department, and the report goes over the radio, and Officer Nicholas Beard, B-Y-R-D, once he heard Hannah's name, he was like, holy shit, he knows Art and Susan Zinner, and he has known the family since he was a teenager. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. What are the odds of that? Well, I mean, they're only about 30 minutes away. True. So. I bet they live in Lake City. I bet that's where they're from is Lake City. I'm sure you could probably Google it, but I did not so small. think to Google that. That's the thing about Gainesville, right? Okay, so I'm just going to give you guys like a little like information about Gainesville. So it has University of Florida. So when the students come in, mm-hmm. the population doubles. So when all the students leave, it's actually a really small town. Like, you kind of do get to a place where you know everybody in that town if you live there for any length of time. It just feels like it's really big because when the students come, it is busy and it's huge. But when the students Mm -hmm. aren't there, it's actually a very small town. So So it's a college town. Very much a college town, 100%. Yep. Okay. So Officer Beer goes to to the motel, and he instantly agrees with her parents. He's like, nothing of this is making sense. Now, if she was going to run away, why wouldn't she take her personal toiletry items? Right. Like, I understand if she was like, I need to just, like, I'm done. Like, I am walking away from this life I have right now. And I get not taking your phone for tracking purposes. Okay. But, but would you take why a wouldn't you not? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you take a toothbrush, your hairbrush, your toothpaste? Yeah. A razor. Um, and, yeah. yeah, all that personal stuff, like, that's not you're not going to get tracked by that you're gonna right. you're you are okay to take that right so officer Beer does notice something odd though he finds the small makeup bag and there's some numbers written on the inside okay and he's pretty certain it was a vin number okay okay what so he's like huh yeah yep definitely going to run this real fast and he finds out that the vehicle for the like the VIN number is registered to a Nelson um, Armas. Okay. Armas. A R M A S. Yeah, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, you know it. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I always like to say people's last name like how I would say it very like white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're basic white chicks. We've established this already. Basic white chicks. That's- like. To me, when I see his last name, I'm like Armas, and yeah. then I'm like, but it could be Armas. Armas. But I'm pretty sure it's Ar- I'm pretty sure it's Armas. Ar- Aramis. <laughs> Aramis. <laughs> Aramis. Um, 
I'm going to go with Armis. Yeah, sure. He doesn't deserve no, the dignity no. of us saying no. his name, right? And we all know at this point I go by first names because yes. half the times I like it, welcome to, you know, having the speech impediment. It's not fun. <laughs> I don't have that it's excuse, not. but I yeah, first names are easier. I do. Um, so I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Use the girl. So det- so detectives track him down and they are able to verify that he was someone that Hannah knew, but he claims he hasn't seen her in three to four days. So at this point, and I'm just going to say, y'all need to Google this picture because if there mm-hmm. is a picture of a man who looks non-threatening now in all of his court pictures, he looks scarier than like his real life pictures. But his real life pictures of him just living his life being a dude, he just looks like a weird dude. He just looks normal. He doesn't look scary or anything. Mm-mm. Okay. He looks very normal. Yeah. Like to me, when I saw pictures of Hannah and then I saw pictures of him, I'm like, girl, you are so yeah. way out of his league. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yep. That was like, my exact same why? thought. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like, but we are way. You are like okay. You are like way jumping into the story. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so let me slow the fuck down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for joining us. Have a great and- time. Like I think at, the, at this point, everyone knows. Like, and that Jesus, was our episode. <laughs> God. So okay. So also in Gainesville, there's this wall. That people decorate for different things. And Mm -hmm. so there's a section that's like that you don't paint over. Nobody is ever allowed to paint over. And it's a section from, you remember the serial killer from Gainesville? He killed like four different Mm -hmm. women. And Mm -hmm. then there's another section that's a memorial section. And so this was such a part of that wall. And I've heard this story so many times. Yeah, you just have to tell me to shut up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You're spoiling it. (laughs) If you're still with us, an emergency order goes out so that the detectives could have access to Hannah's phone records. And they can determine that everything pretty much stopped on January 19th. There is no activity on her social media either. Okay. So Officer Beard immediately can tell like his gut feelings like something bad had happened and is pretty much convinced they are not going to find Hannah alive. Okay. Okay. Of course, the detectives reach out to Hannah's estranged husband, and he does admit that they were going through a rough patch, but he was very upset about Hannah going missing. Yeah. He tells police that he still loved her. He was hoping to mend their relationship so that they could raise their children together. Yeah. He mentioned that it was Hannah who was having the second thoughts. And he confirmed that he had not heard from her since the 19th. He tells the detectives that she was a great mom. He would never prevent her from seeing their son. He okay. also tells the detectives that he was at home watching his son in Gainesville, in Gainesville on the 19th. Okay. He didn't have a vehicle. So the alibi seems solid right. and there's no evidence, physical evidence, pointing to him being involved in Hannah's disappearance. Hannah's parents even agree with the detectives and they do not believe he has anything to do with her disappearance. Okay. So at this point, 
of course, like the first person you always check is the husband or the boyfriend always. And at this point, they're like, okay, it's not him. Like everything is pointing against him. It's not him. So they move on and they continue to look into her friends and they try to figure out who was the last person to see Hannah. And this is when they find out that the last person to like see Hannah was her close friend, Abriana. Okay. She saw Hannah at noon on the 19th. Hannah had dropped her off at work, and an hour later, she got a text from Hannah. But since she was at work, she told Hannah she couldn't talk and she would call her later. Okay. She did mention that Hannah was upset and confused that day due to her splitting from her husband and wanting to figure out what was, like, going to be her next move. And this was on the 19th? Mm-hmm. This was all on the 19th. Okay. Okay. Adrian did call Hannah and texted her, but she never heard back from her. Okay. Okay. So now they have at least, like, they know that at, up until noon, she was with her friend. Yeah. After that, they're not 100% sure, like, what happened. Right. Yeah. Which, okay, so I'm going to wait, and I'm not going to jump too far into it, but I am very curious to know... So at the so according to Abriana, as of the nineteenth of January, she was still perplexed about what she was going to choose for herself as far as her marriage goes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like they were recently separated, so yeah. And you know she's pregnant. Hormones. They're man, young. They suck. They're the worst. They're young. Yeah. She's a young toddler. Like she's twenty. So, yeah, they got a baby. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, imagine like I look at shit. Shit I was doing at 23 was not. Yeah, let's not talk about mother uh, material (laughs) by any means. So, I mean, I couldn't imagine being in her position. Right. And I would be freaking out and upset as well because, like, I still feel like in your 20s, you're not as, like, secure of who you are either. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You're still trying to figure everything out. Well, and then also, like, I mean, she must have, so she has a toddler, so they got together young. You know, people grow differently and, and separating, choosing, or, or it's not even choosing, acknowledging that perhaps the relationship is not working out with the mm-hmm. two of you as a couple while you are also pregnant. Yeah. That's hard. It's very hard. So I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. props to this chick. Yeah. So Adriana was the last friend to see Hannah live, but the last person to speak to Hannah, according to cell phone records, was her friend, Rebecca Threadgill. Okay. Okay. So there's several short phone calls between 2 and 2.30 on the 19th. Rebecca and Hannah had been friends in high school, and they kind of like, you know, they fell out of touch, but had recently reconnected. And they had plans to meet up. So the detectives go out to the address that they have for Rebecca and they speak with her. What Rebecca tells the detectives about the last time she saw Hannah was not what they were expecting. Okay. Okay. Rebecca tells them they had plans to meet up and run some errands. As Rebecca is waiting for Hannah to pick her up, Rebecca looks out of her window and notices something weird. There is a car parked on the dirt access road that, like, runs along her property. Okay. Okay. So she goes out to investigate. 
Rebecca tells the detectives that the car was silver and all four of the car doors are open, but she didn't see anyone around the car. Yeah, that's weird as hell. Yeah, and that's where I would be like, mm, not calling the police. Going. Yeah. I'm, calling the, I'm police. calling the police immediately. Yep. yep. As she gets closer to the car, a white male pops up from the side of the car and yells at her to stop because uh-uh. they are having sex. Well, I mean, it is Gainesville. I, it, it's okay. It's not even Gainesville. It's Florida. No offense to anybody in Florida. No, I mean, but like, truthfully, I mean, if I had done that and someone said the same thing, I mean, I would believe them, but I would still also at the same time be like, get the fuck off my property. Like, yeah, I mean, so it seemed like the dirt road, it was running like from her property. So it's like along her property. Do you have the name of the road? So it's no. I'm sure you can probably Google it. I'll find. I'll figure it. I out. mean, they showed in the episode. They showed the crime scene photo, Ooh. like the the access, not the crime scene photo, the access road, like where okay. the car was parked. Okay. So I'm sure that's like a private, uh, not a private, a public road. So she really couldn't say anything. It was probably just more secluded. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So of course, at this point, Rebecca's like, "What the." F- and she's super embarrassed about the awkwardness of the situation. Yes. And she turns and heads back to her house. Now, she did not see anyone else in or around the car. Okay. So as she was walking up to the car, all doors are open, so right? All, yeah. All four doors are open. Mm-hmm. So she can see through the car. So there's no one in the car. But the guy pops up from the other side of the car. Uh-huh. So potentially, I guess. So essentially on the ground. That that the other person would be on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she doesn't see anybody, though. And she doesn't I hear. I feel like you would see somebody. Or hear the sounds of passion. I mean, I know not everyone's mm-hmm. loud, but like, don't you inevitably make some sort of grunting sounds? Isn't that just. Or, I don't know. I feel like. Dust. Gravel. Right? Like. Dust. But when it, and it's like, won't you see somebody like on the ground though? Right. If you can, so like if underneath she's the car? approaching the car in a way from a vantage point where she can see through the doors. Yeah. You'd think you'd be able to see a shadow underneath. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and she to sees be nothing. fair though, she says she doesn't see anything. And to be fair though, like she might not. 100% be looking at that time right and if a white right. if a guy just pops up out of nowhere and starts yelling at you I think you're yeah more of like okay I need to get out of this situation get you're not privacy. so much like taking that second of like wait this seems weird right sure absolutely I could believe that 100% yep oh, okay so when she gets back to her house she receives a text from Hannah saying forget it Mm-mm. So Rebecca, though, like I said, she doesn't connect that the man could have been linked to Hannah, and she kind of just goes about her day. But as the detectives are talking to her, they're like, "This is like fucking weird, dude. Like, how do you not kind of come on? Yeah. Like, as soon as you walk to the house, you get a text of her saying, "Forget it." Like, it seems off. Yeah, yeah. But to also be fair. Rebecca did not know what kind of car Hannah drove since she hadn't seen her in a long time. And we'll get into that in a second. Okay. Okay. 
When Rebecca described the car to the detectives, it was very similar to what Hannah drove, which was a silver Toyota Camry. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca ends up going with the detectives to the police station for some more questions and the detectives start to focus on the man that she saw. Like, they're trying to get as much detail as they possibly can. She confirms that he did pop up from the ground on the other side of the car. She says the guy was a white male of average height and weight with dark hair and a dark beard. Okay. That describes so that a lot of people. Uh, describes a lot of people. A lot of people. <laughs> oh, especially in fucking Florida. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. She also did not see the car pulling away, but did notice that it was gone a few minutes later when she looked outside of her window from her house. I've got to see where this is. Because, like, if it's an access road, they got to be in one of the trailer parks or the mobile home park. No. Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, it's, like, secluded. They? It's definitely secluded. Just watch. You have ID. Watch yeah, the episode. You'll see it. it. I don't want to wait that long. I want to know now. <laughs> well, I can't help you with that because it wasn't on the first two pages of the But Google, wherever so. it was, she could see the road from her window. And she could see that yes. the car was there. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is when the gravity of the situation really starts to win, Rebecca. Like realizing that she could have maybe been the last person to really see Hannah alive without realizing it or the person that murdered Hannah. Yeah. Killed her. Yeah. So detectives at this point are convinced that this was going to turn into a homicide case. So as they were wrapping up their interview with Rebecca, detectives get a call from Nelson the guys whose VIN number was in Hannah's makeup bag. And he decides he now wants to speak to detectives. Like, how weird is it that his VIN was in her makeup bag? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what does he have to say? What does he have to say? So remember in the beginning, he said he hadn't seen her in a few days, right? Right. He now claims that he did spend time with Hannah on January 19th. So the detectives meet up with Nelson, and he comes to the uh, um, the police department. And this is when they find out that Nelson, who is married, is not just, in fact, friends with Hannah, but was in a secret relationship with Hannah. They're married? No, Nelson is married. How are all these people married so young? My God. I don't. It's Florida. I Yep. 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 <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. Yep. Yep. Good. Great. Okay. T- okay. Okay. All right. So, in so the episode, well, secretly dating. In the episode, you actually can see his like um, interrogate, not interrogation, but interview with yeah. police. Yeah. And he says that he was just using Hannah as a band aid. His wife wanted nothing to do with him. He was hurt and wanted someone to be there. He said that Hannah had more feelings for him and wanted a serious relationship, but he was just using her. 
I mean, so okay. he's a fucking winner. So a, fuck this dude, of course. Mm-hmm. But I can verify that there is an exorbitant amount of fuckboys in Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: one, if you're gonna cheat, like that's on you. Two, yeah. If you are gonna cheat, at least cheat with somebody that is not. Girl. Emotionally invested. Girl. Like Hannah was emotionally invested in you. Like that that's even more fucked up. Find someone that just sees you for like a good time and move on. Yeah. Like yeah. don't ruin some else's somebody else's life there, who's innocent. There are so many people out there who are fine with that. Go find yes. that person. Yeah. Now it's not I hard. am not saying cheat on your spouse no because that's like just if you want to cheat, just fucking get a divorce. Get, like break up. On. You're done. Yeah. Um, but if you are, don't be an asshole and get into a relationship with a girl that, you know, has fucking feelings for you. Yeah. 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 But that never ends up happening, does it? No. I guess sometimes, no. perhaps, but not Maybe, usually. But not usually. they probably won't. It's yeah. not till you get to like my age when you're in your thirties that I feel like People are just a lot more comfortable being able to be like, listen, I don't want anything more to do with you than what you have between your legs. So can we figure out a way to make that work for us? <laughs> I mean, to each its own. I am not even remotely in that position. to. T- no, to talk, you've so got. I yeah, know. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Is a complete asshole in asshole. the interview. Yes. But what did they so learn? According what did to they learn? Okay. So they're learning about the secret relationship. Okay. And that Nelson is a fuckboy and he's using her. Okay. So according to Nelson, the day that Hannah disappeared, he left her, her hotel room at 1.30 in the afternoon after an argument. On he the said 19th. he walked away from... On the 19th. He said he walked away from the hotel on foot and then she ended up driving up alongside of him, begging for him to get back in the car. And this eventually been- he does. Mm-hmm. Eventually he does. And they started to drive out of Gainesville on Highway 441. He tells the te- detectives that Hannah refused to believe that the relationship was over and at some point during their argument, while he was in the car, she slapped him in the face. He said he kept his hands in his lap and remained calm and convinced and, like, made her pull over. He got out of the car and walked back towards Gainesville, and then Hannah drove away. I, I, no offense to this fuckboy piece of shit. I don't believe his story. <laughs> No. no, no, I don't buy that at all. Mm-mm. Okay, so she remind me the so she and her friend had hung out earlier that day. Mm-hmm. When did they go their separate ways? What time was that? Eleven around noon. Noon. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then she was supposed to meet up with Rebecca. Right, and then she cancels after Rebecca sees mm-hmm. the dude in the driveway. Yes. Okay. Got it. She gets a text saying, just forget it. And what time? That was like 1.30? That was around like 
yeah afternoon so like one like one ish so he's saying so okay so he this is what he's saying but there's several short phone calls jesus phone calls between 2 and 2 30 on the 19th but but nelson is saying that he got out of the car and left he got her. into an argument at 1 30 that same afternoon they got into an argument he left the hotel room she pulls up next to him. They start right. driving out of Gainesville. They get into more arguments, and then she just whatever leaves him essentially. On he the gets side out of the, the car. Yeah, and now she's gonna go run errands with her friend, completely calm. No, nope. Okay, all right. Just had to get that timeline straight. It's all lies. Okay, yeah, makes <laughs> yeah makes no sense. Nope, not a lick of sense. But let's continue to hear and the detectives are uh, thinking the same thing Mm -hmm. they want to make sure that what nelson is telling them is true he agrees to come like to come to the station and he goes through his cell phone data with the police now the police are able to verify his story up to the point where he claims he got out of the car so they are able to verify that he is with her at 1 30 in the afternoon just okay, okay, just that he's with Let her. me tell you. Okay. All oh, right. Let me tell you. All right, all right, all right. Again, Nelson claims that he that after he got out of the car, he had zero contact with Hannah and that he hitched hiked back into Gainesville and then walked the last thirteen miles to get home. No. But okay. Now, police aren't buying this because mm-hmm. the thirteen mile walk that he claimed to do would have taken him about four hours. Mm-hmm. His phone records, though, indicate he was back home in less than two hours. Mm-hmm. Phone records actually show that he was with Hannah minutes before her phone went dead. So minutes before when she was also sending the mm-hmm. text to her friend to say. I'm Just not- forget it. No, no. OK, mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. Let me, yes, please tell me about how this fuck man child, how his story comes undone. Okay. So while all of this is happening, like he's in the room talking to detectives about this phone record, shit like that. The detectives are finishing up their interview with Rebecca. Okay. And so like, you know, in police stations, they have like different interview rooms, right? Right. So she's being walked out of the interview room and she happens and they do say this was a complete coincidence. So like take that as you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She happens to walk by Nelson's interviews interview room and confirms that Nelson looks very similar to the man she saw With the at car. the vehicle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So she ends up taking a closer look and she is convinced that Nelson was the one who yelled at Rebecca. Okay. That they were they were having sex. Okay. Now, this is when detectives are becoming more and more convinced that Nelson is not telling the truth and that he is somehow responsible for Hannah's disappearance. Uh-huh. Detectives now let Nelson know that someone has identified him. But because there is no physical evidence, they can't arrest him or hold him at the time. Okay. 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 Sure. Which. Sure. Yes. Sure. You don't want to arrest somebody and then you knowing that they did it, but not having the evidence, you can't do double jeopardy. Yep. Yep. And we don't want to spook him. We don't want to spook him either. We'll spook him. Yeah. Taking their time. 
So okay. detectives are now going to take a little bit of a closer look at Nelson. Yes. Tell and me they about check Nelson. out his social media around the time that Hannah disappeared. What? The detectives are able to find a post where he was thanking a friend, Stacy, for letting him stay the night on her couch. Okay, what night was this? This was <laughs> this was the night that Hannah disappeared. No, the 19th? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. Y'all, right. you okay. don't need to tell everybody what you're doing. No. No. Actually, actually... Tell everybody. I mean, I guess if you're going to commit a crime, please do tell everybody. Your social media. Yes. Yes, that's very true. If you are committing a crime, please tell everybody. But if you're not committing a crime, like, there are some times you need to keep things to yourself. Listen, if y'all, this, if any of y'all are on the TikToks and have been following the TikToks, the TikToks, the TikTok drama, this is just going to validate keep your personal shit. Off the interwebs. <laughs> Wait, what's going on in TikTok? Okay. These two influencers, Chelsea Hart and then a uh, modern warrior or something like that, uh, allegedly dated, allegedly hooked up sans protection. After the fact, the female found out that she was not his exclu- the male's exclusive partner. Mm-hmm. She got very upset. The internet came to her support, and then she used her white tears to try and get this man deplatformed. It's a whole mess. It's a whole mess, Charles. Like, these are it, it, what it feels like is you know, like if you're trapped on like a bus or a train or an airplane with people who are breaking up. Okay. It's what it feels like because it it's seems bad. very high school. It's very, it's very high it's school. It's tacky. It's cheap. It's messy. It's gross. Keep it off the internet. Just keep it off the internet. Okay, obviously, I obviously I am not on the TikTok. I'm a little too old for that, I guess. (laughs) Anyways, okay, so they find the post of him thanking his friend Stacy for letting him stay on the couch on her couch the night that Hannah disappeared. Okay, of course, police track down Stacy, and she confirms that yes, he did ask her to spend the night, but he seemed extremely nervous. At around 9 p.m. that night, Nelson met her at a Walmart in Gainesville. Okay. So the police are able to actually pull the surveillance video from Walmart. Yeah. And it's clear. And guess who walks in? Nelson. Okay. So this now is like confirming Stacy's story. Okay. And the police are like, huh, wonder what car he was driving. Was it her car? So they end up watching... They end up watching the footage from the parking lot, and you guessed it, he arrives in a car that fits the description of Hannah's car. Oh, shit. So the police also, by watching the surveillance video, they find out that the car Nelson drove into the parking lot remained in the Walmart parking lot for four days. Oh, And he had been dropped off. He had been dropped off by someone driving a very unique El Camino. Okay, yeah, sure. That's an easy car to find in Gainesville. <laughs> well, the detectives are able to figure out who actually owns the yeah, car. Yeah, I mean, how many people? Yeah, and, yeah, absolutely. And the driver tells the detectives that Nelson had asked him to help get rid of Hannah's car. Oof. He took, um, 
Nelson to a tow yard and Nelson told the owner that when you're done taking what you want off the car, I need you to crush the car. Wait, 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 wait. So is this person a friend of Nelson's or just like a... I mean, I don't know if it's a friend. But they knew each other? But they knew each other and Nelson had asked him, like, I need a place to take this car that's not going to, like, call the cops. Yeah. Oh, shit. And the guy was like, oh, you need to go to this tow yard. And this guy's saying like a canary. I mean, first off, you don't know how close. Second off, he could have been like, fuck Nelson. He's an oh, asshole. Oh, no judgment. Yeah, Third no judgment. Off, no judgment at all. It could like, have been God. like, the, yeah, the cops could have been like, hey, El Camino guy, uh, smells like some weed or some shit in here. You better tell us what you know or you're going to jail for that. Like, Listen, I mean, those are just yeah. a few of speculations of what could have happened. And I am very grateful that this guy did sing like a canary. Like, I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So detectives, though, are like, fuck, we got to get to that tow yard like yesterday. Okay. And when they get there, they are very surprised because the owner still has the car and immediately turns it over to the police. Nice. Okay. So I have a feeling like these guys are like, we are not involved. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Not not going to jail for this shit. Not going to jail for this shit. That's where the car is. It's right right there. there. <laughs> Done. What else it. do you what, take it? What else do you need from me? Polygraph. Sign me up. I, I'm good. Like, <laughs> do you need to testify? Done. We don't have cameras here, but uh, what do you I need? Witness what do you accounts? Need from like me? it's fine. <laughs> yeah, they are like we are. We are not involved. So, the police are then able to confirm that the car did belong to Hannah. The forensic team was able to find a lot of blood on the left side of the trunk. They tested the blood and it was confirmed it was Hannah's blood. And there had been a tremendous amount of blood in the trunk. And detectives now believe that Nelson was the one who killed Hannah. Like they know at this point there's no way they're going to find her alive. Yeah. Right. So police get a search warrant for Nelson's home. On the property, they find critical evidence and burn piles. In one of the burn piles, they found burnt pieces of floor mats from a car and burnt pieces of a jacket. This This is when police now bring him in for questioning. Yeah, I was going to say, this is not looking good for Nelson. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Not looking good. So they confront him with all of the information that they have. And as the police are telling him, you know, we found her car. Her blood is in the trunk. We have the surveillance video. He literally says... What are you trying to tell me? Are you going to slap me with a charge? Shut up. Shut. I would want to slap him in the face just for saying something stupid like that. What the fuck is wrong with that? I would be like, sir. Would bitch, you like us to? You, you fucking. Would you yes, like us to? I would love to. I would love to. We can just end it now, please. Right here, right now. Like, bitch, you did this. We we figured it out. It's You're not caught. complicated. Yeah, we can handle this. <sighs> All right. So, okay. But they can tell he is starting to get nervous. What, At this why point, are though. They, are, they, are they trying to get a confession out of him before they do press charges? Or are they worried that they still don't have quite enough evidence? So, this is where it got a little, like, hazy uh-huh. about, like, if he was arrested or anything. Because everything I said is, sure. like, he's brought into questioning. So, from my understanding is that, like, I think he was held 
maybe not charged, but not charged. But he was held. Okay. Okay. All right. So, at this point, though, the police need to figure out where Hannah's body is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they get a call. An informant, an inmate, calls in and tells them that Nelson had told him he threw a knife out of the car and the inmate knew where their knife was located. The police are able to find the murder weapon now. This is an actual legit snitch who, like, knew his Legit shit. snitch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. They found a Smith & Wilson knife that had bloodstains on it. So at that point, they are able to charge Nelson with Hannah's murder. Oh, a knife. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Fuck. The day after he was indicted, he broke down in jail and told another inmate that he had stabbed Hannah in the throat. Nelson said he killed Hannah because he found out that she had his wife's VIN number in her makeup bag and she was getting too close to his family. That he needs to hide the affair. He even told him where he disposed Hannah's body. So he killed her? So he killed her. Logical next step. I'm just going to murder her now. Oh, my God. You could have just said she was a stalker. Yeah, just there's so many stories you could have told to your wife to defend your marriage that obviously you don't care that much about because you're violating it. Exactly. Or don't have an affair. Or, or, yeah, crazy idea. Just leave a marriage in which you do not want to conform to the standards that are required of a marriage. It's that simple. Yeah. It's not that hard. But I no, mean, no, his people. his thought is I'm just going to murder her because that will make my life easier. Mm-hmm, Fuck mm-hmm, off. Mm-hmm. Fuck I'm gonna a go mother. Ahead and say a mom, a pregnant mom. Mhm. I'm going to take pregnant. I'm going to take this woman away from her child, away from her husband, away from everything, everyone who cares about her because it will make my life. Fuck off, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, he's a douche. I want to slap him in the face. Yeah. So at this point, 150 law enforcement began an extensive search for Hannah's body where the inmates inmate said you could find her. Okay. They searched the area for two days but haven't been able to find anything. Okay. And a deputy was standing on a bridge, and when he looked down, something caught his attention. And when the lead investigators got closer – they were able to confirm it was human remains. Shit. DNA testing confirms it was Hannah. Damn. Nelson has stabbed Hannah to death, to death, then drove her body to a secluded area. He then dismembered and burned her body. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Okay. I am not justifying murder. Ever. Mm-hmm. But in instances, let's say, for example, and these have existed. We've seen them. They exist in trial cases, and there's a precedent for them where, like, someone is abusing someone or hurting someone or threatening someone, mm-hmm. and then that person then murders that person and calls the police and says, I have just murdered a person. You need to yeah. come. There is still an element of respect I have for those people in those very specific circumstances. Yeah, because, like, even though, like, I mean – Especially if you kill somebody that has been hurting you or abusing you. Or someone you care about. I can see. 
Yeah. Or care about like, listen, you fucking touch my child. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Fair okay. Right, right. Right. Just saying. Right. I can get that. I agree with you. Like you do have that bit like I, I can see where that comes from. But and they call and you're taking responsibility yes. and you're saying I did this and this is what happened. This is These what happened. These are my reasons. Like I am taking full responsibility. Like let's go to jail. Like here we go. But the fact but that he like. Dismembering and murder burning and a body. It crosses in this line of like callousness. Mm-hmm. That it's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? The fuck you just is have wrong no, with you? No, like soul. Like, I, like what is cold. it? Yeah, yeah. Like what is it? I don't you're know. Just cold. But like, like cutting up chicken is gross to me, right? And I mean, not in the sense of like, ill chicken, gross. It's like, okay, this is kind of gross, but like, I'll wash my hands and it'll be fine. But even still, just the act of cutting up chicken is gross. You multiply that times 10 to inflicting that act onto a human body and then lighting it on fire. I don't know. Like, fuck, like, rotten hell. Rotten hell. Like, I don't, I don't care anymore about you. (laughs) It's just, I cannot imagine. So, in August 2019, the trial lasted two weeks and Nelson was found guilty of first degree murder. Okay. Grand theft of vehicle and tampering with evidence. He was sentenced to life plus five years for the theft and five years for tampering with evidence. He didn't get death for that? Oh, okay. He was sentenced to life. I mean, hey, I'm not super pro-death penalty, but Florida is a death penalty space. So, okay, all right. They might have cut a deal or something. He probably did. I don't know. He probably did. Yeah. I don't know. But that is the case of hannah zinner i mean gross just gross mm-hmm. he sucks and he looks that's like all i have to say about him may he rot oh god yeah may he rot well wow that was a depressing story yeah sorry <laughs> did they say did you find out <laughs> Uh, I mean, fortunately, I think they're lucky that the kid, his father is still alive. I assume he probably has mm-hmm. custody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He d- they didn't get like a double. I'm so surprised. That's that what I penalty. thought it was very. Yeah. I And I'm surprised that he didn't get. Double homicide. Charged with the death of, of, um, of the baby. Oh, what is it called? Uh, yeah, there's like a, yeah, a term it is, for yes, it. There is, right. Uh, um, it's there's infanticide, but that's murdering a living baby. Killing of. I know this is what I'm googling: murdering an unborn baby. Like, what is our life? I hope no one does a Google search on us. Feticide. Feticide. Mm-hmm. Oh Jesus! Um, I just like did. Okay, you did like murder. I did killing of baby while pregnant, and the first thing that pops up is woman set to die for killing woman, cutting baby from womb. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! Damn. So this Anyways, is actually this has gone a very dark way. So it's apparently a federal law. 
that killing an unborn baby is it is a or an embryo they call it a, a fetus or an embryo mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is illegal uh, with the exception of like obviously situations where like like abortion yeah well depending on where you live right but the but if if a person if another person like kills the mother and then also kills the unborn baby it is a felony it's homicide legally in in 38 everything i saw was that that's what he got charged with so whether it was a deal whether it's like maybe they didn't have enough evidence like i don't know interesting you'd be surprised i know i know it's florida it's florida it's florida it's florida i mean (laughs) you never know it's florida but yeah so, well, anyways, what was your weekly win? Let's have some positivity here. My weekly win is that I did the, uh, I call it the spring taming of the front yard. I've done it in two separate, I haven't done the backyard yet, but you know, in the winter, mm-hmm. like things kind of like they grow slowly, like we're in the South, like, so it doesn't yeah. really freeze or anything like that. But I did like the great spring, like I mowed everything, I cut everything back. So I got my front yard looking ship shape. That's my weekly one. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, it's more than what I would do. We do what we have to. Listen, I would prefer not to. <laughs> Can you pay somebody? I could if I had, like, There's sur- got it. You live in a neighborhood. You, you live in a neighborhood. There's got to be a kid looking to make some extra cash. That's not a bad idea, actually. I could mm-hmm. put out a sign and be like, do kids want money for lawn mowing? <laughs> like, come and find me. That's like, actually this, not a bad idea. Okay, okay, let's not make that sign, um, because that sounds like <laughs> obviously weeping. I'm not gonna make that sign. Um, but <laughs> I could ask around the neighbors, be like, does anyone do you yeah, know kids? Somebody yeah, somebody has yeah. to have a son who would mow mm-hmm. a lawn, and like they probably wouldn't cost as much as a profesh. And like, truthfully, the only no. thing they really need to mow is the front. Like, I can manage the back, but the front. I feel I just feel bad because like I don't want to be the only sloppy house in the neighborhood, you know? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say okay, I said son, but daughters can do it too. Yeah, yeah. But sure, there's got to yeah. be somebody a with a child that is looking to make an extra, you know, twenty, twenty, yeah. forty bucks every two weeks. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because inflation, man. I'd pay someone forty bucks every couple of weeks to mow the lawn. That's not bad. I do that. In ho- so we don't have a fence anymore uh-huh. at our house. So because we live on the military base, housing is in charge of our whole lawn. Like we don't, we are not responsible for it. Mm. We're not responsible for prune, like for trimming. We're not responsible for weeds. We're not responsible nice. for any of it. It's all nice. them. Yeah. So they mow it. But in Hawaii, we had a fence. So we were char- in charge of whatever was inside of the fence. Well, so we that- had to mow it and this and that. And I paid a kid 20 to $30 Every because it's Hawaii and things grow pretty quickly. Every week, when my, my husband was gone, that's not and a bad idea. It was worth it. It was. It was. I would do it again. I'm sure somebody. Yeah, I will ask the neighbors. I will ask around. And be like, listen, do you know any kids? Like, I have the tools. They don't have to bring the tools. I have the lawnmower. Like, mm-hmm. all they have to do is come every once in a while. That's not a bad idea. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna see if I can figure out somebody I'm here who can for. just mow the front. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good. So, here I'm here to help with the ideas. Exactly. Let's go. All right, what's yours? What's your weekly so, one? Um, 
Uh, I, you know what? I've been like trying to eat better. Yeah. And like I've actually been cooking my meals and eating more salads and all that stuff. So I'm going to go with that, that I've been, you know, doing that's that pretty good. Also, because didn't Hubs just leave not too long ago? Yeah, but he's like gone not that long. So I know, but it's still, I, really I don't know. I feel like when I'm by myself, it's harder for me to cook for myself. So I feel like that's like extra. Oh, it's a pain in the ass. I hate right, it. Right, right, right. I hate it. So I feel like well, that's extra. It, if you're still doing it just for yourself. Oh, but here's the thing, though. I finally made, okay, so like I've been cooking, trying to cook more and whatever. And uh, anyone that has a toddler knows that they eat what they, they want. They don't eat. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not making you a separate meal today. Like, I'm tired. You're tired. You're going to bed in 30 minutes here. You yeah. Have some chicken and potatoes. And he actually ate it. <gasps> I was like, baby B. Okay. So that that's also a weekly one was that I didn't have to create, make a second thing of food. Yes. For yes. Him to two bites of and then throw it to the dog. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I love it. I think that's great. Awesome. High five. All right, you guys. Well, listen, if you like us and you like what we're doing and you want to find out, I don't know, if you want to get involved, uh, we have a Facebook group that we hop in and out of as we feel is pertinent with information. Um, And that is a thousand true crimes podcast discussion group. And we also have an Instagram but we don't do as much on there. Um, We check it periodically. uh, But that's a thousand true crimes pod. Um, but if you really do love what we're doing, we would appreciate if you would give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, or a review wherever you listen, very specifically Apple Podcasts, because it affects like the algorithm, like it pushes you up the charts um, if you have more five-star reviews or like just reviews in general. So we would love for Good you guys. reviews, positive reviews only, please. Yeah, it gives, Chelsea, it gives Chelsea a lot of anxiety when you guys leave I've bad stopped ones. looking. I've stopped um, looking. Yeah, so you guys got to just say nice things. Just, like, tell us. Yeah. You don't even have to say or that we have Or if you don't like content. us, just move on. Or just, you don't yeah, like walk us, away. just move on. Just walk away. It's cool. It's not that hard. Sometimes I don't even like me, so <sighs> it is what it is. <laughs> I feel that in my soul. I get it. I get it. I'm annoying. I I annoy myself. But you don't have to validate that. You can just move past it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, listen, until next week, stay safe, get a dog, lock your fucking garage doors and every other door. If there's a door in your house, lock it. Just lock it. Just lock it. And uh, never let them take you to a second location. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There you go. (laughs) All right. right, Bye. We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye, guys.